that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, well, yeah, baby. How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me uh, here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with actress Janet Shay. Janet's been on stage here for a long time, and she knows a whole lot about being an actress in the professional world. So if you've ever thought about being an actor or an actress, you should listen up because it ain't what you think it is. The Spudcast podcast with Janet Shay coming up right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, so I'm talking to uh, Janet Shea, actress friend of mine. Uh, good goobly goo. How long have you known each other, Janet? Or now, oh, You know what? Oh, that's, that's not I, I good I think enough. a long, long time. Yeah. We knew each other before we worked together. That's true. That's true. I knew you before. And the I knew first Maureen. time we worked together was... Uh, Miss uh, Miss Caraway and the Kingfish. That's the first time we worked together. Which was kind of a shame. I, I mean, it was a shame that it took us that long to actually work together. But that was a good. <laughs> that certainly was a good play to get started in. It really was. It was fun to do too. Yeah, but it, I don't know. Was it as fun as driving Miss Daisy? Because that that was a really good oh, play. driving Miss Daisy was better. Yeah, I talked to Perry <laughs> Martin the other day, and for those of you who don't know, although I did this in the intro, Janet Shea is an actress par excellence. She taught at Noca for a number of years, and she's been on the stage forever. And uh, seems like him. Well, <laughs> but it's also you know, I mean, the reason I called. And uh, it's because I want to talk about acting. I, I still get people asking me if I teach and what's it like and all the rest of this. And I just tell people, I was telling somebody today, I was going, there is absolutely nothing glamorous about making a movie. And they actually, Absolutely not. And no. they used to be fun, but it ain't fun Well, anymore. yes. I, I didn't see anything, I, anything fun about getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to have my hair and makeup done and then sitting in a trailer for four hours. Oh, yeah. I didn't think. <laughs> I've had that more than one. I did, I did, uh, I did, uh, what was that, what was that Mark Wahlberg movie? Uh, uh, Contraband. Mm-hmm. 
I did that movie Contraband. I sat in a trailer in the rain for three solid days. That was supposed to be a one-day shoot, and they oh, it rained, so I didn't do that. Oh, it rained. So, I mean, I'm calling, you know, that's when I was still on the radio, and I had call them up going, it ain't gotten to me yet. Three days, and they find at the end of the third day, they just said, you know what, we cut the scene because it's raining and we got to move on. And that happens too. Yeah, you know? I, I still get a residual check, uh, not yeah. much of one, but it's it, but it's like I, I didn't come out here to be waterlogged. I mean, I'm sitting in my honey wagon and there's, there's nobody there. I can go inside and, you know, you can't. There's no. There's and, you're, no and you're trapped. You're trapped. You're absolutely trapped. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're doing a film like that, it's one thing when you do a play. Because you show up however early you need to be there. I'm usually, I'm, I'm equity 30, man. I'm there 30 minutes before curtain unless I have a, like a big prep. Uh-huh. But I mean, the play progresses. It starts and it goes and that's it, you know? And it's a, and then but, it's over. But not a, a not a film, not network television, not, not, uh, not episodics. Well, maybe episodics. Roseanne, yeah, they always shot in order. You know, but that was in front of a live audience. The rest of them, nothing of them shoots in order. So you got to be ready to like jump in and 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 at, the, at a moment's notice. So you're kind of mm-hmm. like you're halfway in uh, character all day, which in itself is kind of mentally fatiguing. It is. <laughs> so anyway. it truly is. And then, uh, well, I've never had anything uh, go longer than three days three days is the longest i've never gotten a contract for like a week or two weeks or anything like that in a film in a film yeah. right it's it's just like two or three days and that's it well, but yeah. still two or three days sitting in a trailer especially if somebody's going to pick me up at six o'clock in the morning to take me to to hair and makeup that's a, a pain. At, well, I can't say it on yeah. this year podcast. You, can't, you know why? Because this is a podcast, so you can say all that shit. Get it out your <laughs> system, Janet. It's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. I don't like to get up at five thirty in the morning. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't like getting I hate up either. It. But what gets me about it is hurry up, hurry up. We got to hurry up and get you in the makeup. I said, man, I ain't had coffee or something to eat. Oh, we'll take. We'll get that for you. And they right. bring you like a breakfast burrito that that's not the one it's you something ordered. Something cold, it's yes, cold. in your trailer, and, and you're sitting there by yourself in the trailer. And then they hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right. Come on, got to get you in the costume. And then what do you do? You're sitting in, you're sitting in your cubby hole for two, three, four. So I, I, I shot this movie. I shot this movie called Delta Heat with Anthony Edwards and Lance Henriksen back in the early 90s. It was right before Anthony went on and did uh, – that hospital show, ER or whatever, right before that. And I, we were shooting at Al Scramuza's place. And I got there. We were there for two days. And they hurry up and hurry up. And they're in the makeup chair at 6 o'clock, full costume, carrying a gun. I was playing a cop, the whole shebang. 14 hours, never got in front of the camera. 14 hours. So, okay. so, so all you, all you little whippersnappers out there want to ask me, oh, I can be an actor. I can do, yeah, uh-huh, sure you can. Well, you know, it just, it takes a little bit of grit. And you never know what's going to happen either mm-hmm. because uh, I remember I, I went on an audition and this was uh, for The Adventures of Huck Finn. And I thought I was cast. So I go up to Natchez and an assistant director said, uh, uh, oh, I, I, he says, you're going to meet the director. I said, fine. Um, 
and I assumed that I had the role. And he says, oh, no, no. He wants to meet you. He wants to see if you fit in the dress. <laughs> so they cast a costume first. So I had, I had that happen to me. But I, luckily, I did fit in the dress, and so I got the, the role. But that, you know, you mm -hmm. just never know it's going to happen. When I was in undergrad school, we did this play called Buried Child, and it went to national theater fest, well, regional, went to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, they were having auditions for summer, uh, summer stock theater. And the, the people from Oklahoma who put on the play Oklahoma, big, big musical version of Oklahoma every year, they were there. And I read for Judd, and they had the guy playing Curly. And so, he, you know, they, they had a pianist there, and I knew I knew the song Poor Judd is Dead. I knew it from watching the oh, movie. Oh, boy, yeah, it's a good song, he too. He and I sang it with the harmony, and it blew him away. Blew him away, you know? And it's like, you got the part. And then two weeks later, they called me up because I'd sent them my measurements. and all. Two weeks later, they called me up and said, I didn't have the part because I didn't fit in the costume. And I went, so what? I'll bring my own costume. Well, no, we have a contract with this costume company out of New York, and we have to use their costumes, and you're bigger than the costume. I'm going, you know, don't don't you want a big guy next to your curly to be intimidating? Because, you know, and right. well, didn't get the part because of that. And it's like, Isn't I can sit here and bitch and moan about it, but that kind of crap happens all too it often. It does happen. It happens a lot. Uh uh, do you remember uh, our friend Lila Owen, mm -hmm. Lila Hay Owen? She told me that she was in the makeup chair getting her hair and makeup done. And another actress who was in the film said she didn't want another blonde in the film. The star didn't want another blonde in the film. And so they let her go right there I in was, a makeup chair. I was, I was in, uh, I was cast in that uh, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon with that, uh -huh. with that guy, what's his name? He's such a pain in the ass to work with. Um, Peanut butter fountain. He was in the in the uh, the Transformers movie. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And so, believe me, his reputation is pretty accurate. I hadn't even done my first rehearsal, and he decided he didn't like me. And so, the, they sent me back to my trailer, and I slept. I took a nap for about an hour. And then the producer came. One of the producers came and just said, Shia wants to use this guy. I'm going, dude, I, I'm here. You pay me my money and give me a ticket home and I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't need to work with Shia LaBeouf, but it kind of pissed me off that, you know, anyway, it's just, it's just, uh, it, it's just, I don't know. It's a hayride. Some people love it. I remember, uh, Carol used to love it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I really don't. And, well, and I, this was, I, it was seven years ago. I had somebody call me, wanted to be my agent, and I said, you will not like me because I will not go to a, an audition in Shreveport. Mm -hmm. I will not go talk to anybody in Atlanta. I'm here, you know? I'm yeah. here if I if it can be in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's fine, but you don't want me. You sound and, just like Maureen. Maureen, <laughs> you know, look, I will go anywhere to work, but um, I'm like you. I drove, I drove five hours to Shreveport to audition for a guy, the one of the three guys who was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you know my friend Pruitt Taylor Vince. He's an Emmy Award winning actor. I know who he is, well, yes. So Pruitt was actually living in Shreveport as like a, an artist in residence for LSU Theater Shreveport. And mm -hmm. it came down between me and him. And they cast him. You know why? 
because they wouldn't have had to pay, you know, per diems or put them up in a hotel. Right. But they would have yeah. had to pay me that. And it's like, dude, and that's when I told Claudia that, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Claudia Spiker was my agent and Janet's agent and for yes. a long time before she Years. passed. But uh, that's why I told her, I said, you know what? Forget about it. They got all this Zoom stuff and everything. I'm going, I am not going anywhere. I will drive to Baton Rouge for an audition. You know why? Because I got family there. I can have lunch with my brother. Uh-huh. Other than that, I will go anywhere to work. I'm not going anywhere to audition. And it's No. And now, well, this is happening when I was telling the person that I was talking to who wanted to be my agent. I said, uh, you know, things have changed. I, I used to be able to... Uh, get an audition where I would go actually meet the people that uh, you're auditioning for. Now you have to send in a film or something yeah. or you have to film you. And then, then they used to film you doing your uh, audition piece. And now you have to film yourself and pay somebody to film you and said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And when we get back here, cause I, I, I didn't even get into it. The reason uh-huh. I even called Janet up there, folks out there in podcast land, is because the rules are changing big time, and frankly, she and I are both fed up with them. So when we get back, <laughs> when we get back, we'll talk about life as a professional working actor and what it's like with the unions to deal with them now, because they're supposed to be protecting the actors, and I'm finding as of late that they're doing that less and less. This the podcast podcast. Oh hell yeah, less and less. <laughs> Spudcast Podcast, talking out my ass with Janet Shea back right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 9473392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again. Or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. We're back. I'm talking to Janet Shea, actress par excellence, who has been in this business a long time. I ain't going to say how long, but I will Don't. say that, uh, well, you are a member of Actors Equity. There's, there, there's basically three, well, there used to be three, Act, uh, Screen Actors Guild and uh, AFTRA, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, they merged. They I merged. Was a, I was a member of AFTRA because I did Roseanne. I was a member of SAG because I did movies. And I was a member of Actors' Equity because I did stage plays. And I did them here and I did them in New York and other places. 
I quit equity 10, 15 years ago because frankly, uh, they don't, they never did anything for me and I never really, you know, the well, they don't care about you. They Not down here. They don't. No, they've never cared about it. And But you you have been in equity for 50 years, Janet. Uh, well, no, not 50. <laughs> but I, I've been in equity quite a long time. And uh, uh, during this, uh, let's see, this last year, I was offered a role that I had wanted to do for a very long time uh, by a local producer. And he told me uh, that equity was giving him the runaround and could I uh, maybe get in touch with them and see what the, what the odds were they'd do, give me a contract and so I talked to our liaison person whose name I will not mention because he probably wouldn't want me to but uh, well, I talked to probably our, can't because there, no, there ain't no liaison with equity no more no not anymore I thought you, well I think they still is a, a committee Anyway, I talked to him and he said, well, if you explain your situation, the situation being, I have wanted to do this play for this many years. I am this old now. There is not another opportunity for me to do it. Uh, I, I'm just asking for one contract, one time that you do with me and this producer. And they told me no. Not like that, but it was a gentle no, but it was a no. It was still a bite now, me, is what it was. That's what it was. And so I thought about it, and I found out that uh, if I left the union, I could still get my pension, mm -hmm. which was good news to me. So I uh, emailed them, and I told them I was dropping out, and they asked me if I was sure, because if I wanted to get back in, there'd have to be a hearing. I said, yes, I am very, very sure. And... Uh, so I dropped out. I got to do the show I wanted to do. The producer was happy, gave me more money than I ever expected. Uh, and um, and he was happy, and I was happy, and the audience was happy, and the cast was happy. Everybody was happy. And the, and the union wanted to make me anything. unhappy. And I yeah. <laughs> unhappy is something I can't deal with now. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, though, the thing about equity, they don't send anybody down here. So unless you've got somebody who rat you out, <coughs> John Wilmot, <coughs> John Wilmot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Not, not only him, but Michael. Mm, Michael. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> but those those kind of guys, they're always, you know, and, and they're like big pro-union guys, which I'm, I'm okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But with the Screen Actors Guild, like, okay, the job of a union, regardless of the union that you're in, the job of that union is to protect its membership. That is their job. Right. Now, there's this great big $100 million Will Smith movie that was supposed to shoot in Atlanta. And because of the Major League Baseball, because Georgia did that, passed that voting law that everybody's freaking oh. out about, which, by the way, is not as severe as Delaware's law, which is where the president's from. But because of all that, well... They just decide, oh, well, we got to move Major League Baseball. It's got to move to someplace else. You got to move to Denver, which ain't anywhere near as uh, as as has as many African-American people as, as Atlanta does. But they can move it over there. Okay, fine and dandy. Well, then the union decides, Screen Actors Guild decides that we just have to stand in solidarity. This is such a terrible thing. And so they're moving that $100 million movie, that Will Smith movie, to New Orleans. And when I said that, and people are going, man, well, you should be happy because now this big flick's coming here. I'm going, don't you understand that they can turn around and do that to us? 
It's not the union's job to do that. It's not the union's job to involve themselves in whatever goes on in Major League Baseball. They got nothing to do with Major League Baseball unless they're going to make a movie, and even then they ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just a rights negotiation for uh, for singles, you know? And just like, it's none of their business, but they're involving themselves in that. And now, guess what, you know? Uh, like, for instance, I shot a TV series, and the residuals on it are embarrassingly low. Why? Because... The producers negotiated it with SAG. Well, you're not protecting me. You're cutting a deal with the producers. You're not protecting me. I went out there and did all the work I was supposed to do, and now all the residual checks, or which are supposed to somehow mirror what I made originally, like fifty cents, a dollar thirty-three. I mean, you oh. get a whole stack of that. It was two years. This was Treme. I was two years on that series. Oh. And I'll get like I'll get ten ten residual checks in one fell swoop. I'm going all right. Look at this. No, dollar, dollar fifty. I mean, that's I, terrible. I make more money off a of one Roseanne residual check, one than I get on a whole year of Treme, and they're making money hand over fist. I did, um, I did uh, uh, Filthy Rich, uh-huh. and they screwed me, and they was yeah. they they owe me five figures, and I complained to SAG, and oh, we're gonna do something about it, and this and that, and they. Kept passing the buck and, and find okay. Well, now it's in, now it's in SAG legal, and it's like this: the the woman who took it over in SAG legal don't return my emails anymore, you know. Oh. So I basically got screwed by a production company yeah. that my my union yeah, was they, supposed and to be they pro- can't oh, because yeah. and it, if and if they did, you can't you cannot mess with the union. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, you, know? you can if you you can mess with the union if the the person they're dealing with is a peon. Who doesn't live in Los Angeles or New York or Chicago? Because that's where they obviously won't care about Atlanta because they took that big movie out of there. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm with I'm with you. I mean, this is uh, this is for people out there to know the realities of this. This is a business, and it you, is a business, and, you, and you can't do anything unless you're in the union. But the union don't really give a shit about you unless you're a star. Like for instance, That's true. what do we pay? And uh, what do we pay dues wise? You got to pay about one. I, I'd have to sit down and figure it out. But it, when they first uh, founded the Screen Actors Guild, you paid one percent on all the money you made up to a hundred and hundred thousand dollars. Well, they still pay like that. And I mean, you know, you got actors out there who make a hundred thousand dollars in per diems. You know, and they don't, I mean, they're wondering, oh, we're we going to raise the money to do this, or we got to do that, or we got to raise fees. Going, why don't you charge some of these multi millionaire stars? If everybody paid 0.1% of what they made, because there's 160,000 members of the Screen Actors Guild, if everybody paid one tenth of 1% of what they made, including the muckety mucks who make millions and millions of freaking dollars, They'd have more money than they know what to do with, and schmucks like me would would not be, you know, sitting in a boat going, where am I going to come up with another $8,200 between now and the end of June so I can keep my Like my son, shirts? too. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, your son does special effects. Right. They're all in the same, we're all in the same boat, and, and you know, so so now, now, now tell me, Equity, since we're at eight minutes and I got to go to ten. Tell me about equity. They just don't, it don't exist. In well, you know, anymore. when I taught, when the thing was that they were concerned about, uh, I didn't even want to consider my case is that New York couldn't open at that time. And I'm talking about February, March, 
New York couldn't open anything, and so they had to take care of New York. They weren't, they they weren't worried about New Orleans. And how, they didn't care. One... They didn't even want to do one contract for me yeah. because New York has to come first, you but, know, but and the there are problems. Is, the way they're handling it, though, from what I understand is they want everybody in New York. If you're not a New York actor, then you're not a real actor. Well, they don't have enough venues. Yes. They don't have enough work. Because I lived in New York for four years. I had to keep coming back down here to do plays and movies so I could afford to go up there and not get cast because they didn't have enough venues for the actors that were already there. Oh, gosh. So you that's, know, that's I'm true. I'm to call it quits. Uh, well, you know, a, a couple of uh, actresses, local actresses who work a lot and who are very talented women have told me since they heard about my story that they are considering doing the same thing because they feel that the the act the, the union isn't working for them the union is working for the union yeah and uh and they're not working for for us yep. at all no and that's why the same thing with like the screen actors guild awards i don't even vote in them anymore i get <laughs> well, the stuff and i went you know what i don't care i don't care i mean well you know what I got a friend of mine named Joe Crest who was on Stranger Things, and I was very happy for him to go up there and get the, that award when they won for uh, Ensemble. And like we were talking about Pruitt, Taylor Vince uh, from Baton Rouge, went. I did plays with him at LSU, uh -huh. and uh, he's won an Emmy Award, and I'm very happy for him. But I got to tell you, I don't watch any of those award shows. No, I definitely don't watch the Oscars. I didn't watch it either. No, I don't watch them either. So I don't it how many how many times can they keep blowing sunshine up their own butts and that's you know so anyway and like like we said before it used to be fun it used to be fun and it ain't but fun. it hasn't been fun for quite a while it uh, i have to yeah. say that and then and any young person who is really really dying to go ahead and do it I, you know uh i know some young people who uh get their degrees in theater down here and do a couple of plays and, go, and by the time they get to to la you know they're yeah. in their late 20s they're too old yeah i talked to a girl today who uh works with my son i know that uh -huh. i know the family i mean she's, uh -huh. she's still in high school and she's studying musical theater I'm going why don't you just study theater because musical theater limits you to no nth of the degree i mean all you can do now is that because Musical theater and straight plays, which you can also, I mean, I studied theater. I have a degree in acting. I have a master's degree in acting Might and dramatic theory. Uh -huh. But I can sing and dance enough to be on the stage and do a musical. But, you know, all the musical theater people do musical theater. And then, you know, they don't treat it like a business. And that's what this is. And and and, that, and nobody ever tells you. That's what you don't learn in school. Yeah. You don't learn about contracts. You don't learn about unions and how they work. That is not a course. No. It really is. You don't get economics. You don't get how to live, how to but you don't get any of that no, stuff. Budgeting and and, the, and so, you know what else? And you know what else, uh, Janet? And I got to go because I'm out of time. But okay. you know what else? You don't you don't get to teach unless you got a a, a terminal degree. I don't have a terminal degree. And after I lost my gig on radio, I tried to get a job teaching. And I'm going, I have 35, almost 40 years of professional experience at every level of the theater. I've been in front of the cameras, in front of microphones, on stage, backstage, running super troopers, building sets, designing light, hanging lights. 
I have built props. I have built some costumes. I've never been a costumer per se. And I've done one-man shows, and I've been in, in uh, everything you could possibly imagine in a professional theater company I've pretty much done. But I can't teach that. that. All that stuff doesn't matter because I don't have an MFA. I just have an MA. So somebody with you know an MFA they got three years ago, and they couldn't make it in the world, so now they're going to go teach. They're more qualified than I am. So I guess oh. I'm just whiny and bitter. No, but after no, a while, not. you just you just got to go, you know what? This yeah. used to be fun. There used to be some nobility to it, and now it's just a bunch of crap. So I'm Well, gonna... I'm going to ease your mind. You would not have any fun in academia. <laughs> well, I couldn't do what you did in high school. I'd have to do at least the college level. Anyway, I got to go. I got to go. Uh, All right, Janet love. Shea, actress, if you ever have an opportunity to see Janet Shea on stage, don't pass it up. And if we have that opportunity to do Driving Miss Daisy again, I know Perry wants uh-huh. to and I know I would Lance love it. To. So okay. all I got to do is find a venue and do it again. That'll be a great deal. Thanks. Thanks, Janet. All right. Wrap Bye-bye, it up the Spudcast bud. right after this. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. Okay, Janet Shea, what do you think? Yeah, I'm about ready to call it quits myself. If you ever wanted to be an actor, go, oh, I can do that. No, you can't. And even if you could, I don't know if you want to get into it. But in the meantime, thanks for joining me here. Tomorrow we're going to talk about this... uh, Supreme Court has said, okay, uh, you got to have 12 good men and true unanimous to send people to jail. But now they're saying all those people who went to jail on uh, just a vote of 10 out of 12 uh, where they're stuck. So we'll see who can get on board to talk about that one. In the meantime, thanks for joining me here. You can find this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Public Radio and Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher. And on Twitter, at Spud Got That. And on my Facebook page, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big TZ. All right, so y'all be safe if you want to. Sponsor the Spudcast or have it emailed directly to you. Contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.